Welcome back to Stumps. Nims is all and Bryce McGain with you. And Bryce, the well, the BBL seems to be continuing on and on and on. But I've got to say, the WBBL 04 this season just got it right, didn't they? It, they just managed to nail the, the mixture quite perfectly. No doubt they? about that, yeah. We got to see some great scores and we got to see some ripper games too. But uh, one of the absolute superstars, and it's not because we have a Melbourne Renegades bias here. Um, it was actually... Maybe a little one. Possibly a tiny bit of bias, but um, <laughs> she was actually, she's got the award for the young gun in this year's WBBL from the Melbourne Renegades. Please welcome one half of that uh, feisty spin trio that they have. Uh, Georgia Wareham joins us. Georgia, welcome to Stumps. G'day, how you going, guys? Yeah, we're going all right. So really well. First off, uh, congratulations on uh, getting the young gun award. And what's even more remarkable of it is the fact that literally this has been probably in terms of a calendar year of cricket, you've just been an absolute superstar. You've starred in the final of the World T20. You've taken the Renegades to pretty much their uh, their first ever final. So is there anything that you that you had on the list that you haven't checked off this year? Because you've pretty much done it all. <laughs> no, I think when you get to, to play for Australia, it's, um, it's pretty pretty special. I don't think anything can really top that. But, um, yeah, obviously we had a really successful year with the Renegades as well, so that was really awesome getting to the finals, even there. I guess we didn't quite go on with it. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, I think it's been a pretty pretty big uh, calendar calendar year for me in terms of cricket. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it was pretty special being able to play for Australia. The thing is, uh, it, what, the stat that really shocked me was the fact that you were playing in the under-19s in April last year. Then in September, you get the call up to play in the T20s against New Zealand. Now you're pretty much a fixture in the side. And uh, you've literally probably only had your license for about a year, so uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you've just gone absolutely gangbusters. Yeah, I mean, um, it, was, it was pretty special. I think I learned a lot when I played in the under 19s under Leah Portman. I think that kind of set me up, um, especially uh, after that being involved in the national performance squad over the winter. I think that really that really helped me, and I got exposed to all the other Aussie Aussie squad players at the time then. Um, which I think helped helped me, I guess, mesh into the squad a bit easier when it came to um, the New Zealand series. So I think, yeah, I think that under-19s and NPS really helped me out. Well, it's great to have a grounding like that, and particularly uh, the, the time that you spend up in Brisbane. Uh, the very good program run there with uh, the spinners coming through. Now, just for the listeners, I, I know you're a league spinner, but for the listeners, how do you go about it particularly in uh, T20 cricket? Uh, are you just trying to bowl into the wicket or do you quite in, uh, like enticing the batsman coming down and uh, with a bit of flight? Um, I think you've got to find, I guess, that, that balance in between in between both. Um, I think over in the West Indies, I think um, what worked for me was, I guess, bowling that into the wicket um, and still getting a bit of purchase off the wicket as well, which which helped. And I didn't have to, I guess, toss it up as I normally would. But... Um, but yeah, I think I think it's just probably more about finding that balance in between. I think once you keep on the same thing, I guess you get on the batters get on top of you pretty easily. So that's the thing you've been working on is just mixing them up a bit, but uh, still being able to control and, and and bowl obviously to to where your, your your tactics are and where your field placings are. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, control is, I guess, the, the biggest part of all of it. I think once once you get that, I think um, it becomes much easier to to chop and change around, um, I guess, tossing it up and being a bit more defensive. 
So what's your biggest weapon? Is it the control or is it the big spin? Uh, I'd probably say for me, it's probably uh, my control. I think I'm not a massive um, turner of the ball. Um, but yeah, I think my control is pretty good. And that's something you'd be working on to get more revs on the ball, to get it curving through the air, etc. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, sometimes you can, I guess you can get stuck into bowling that into the wicket and I guess not giving it as much as a, of a rip as you, um, you normally would. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously always continuing to, to look to spin the ball. And I think that's pretty much what I say at the top of my run-up. But every time I bowl, I think just varying pace in between that. One of the things that really did stand out is you do actually get a fair bit of pace uh, on when you do bowl. And that was one of the things that really sort of stood out. Is that a byproduct of something? Were you always intentionally trying to do that? Or was it just like, hang on a second, I'm getting a fair bit of pace on this. Maybe I'll keep going. <laughs> no, I think um, that's something I've had to work on a lot. Uh, I guess I'm not the, the tallest uh, or the strongest. And I think, um, so I think over over the years, I think I worked a lot with um, Charlie Nitschke over, I guess, the time when I was in the Australian squad um, and during MPS as well, which was, which was really helpful, just getting my energy through the crease. And I guess building that momentum so I didn't actually, I guess, uh, create it all off the, the one step at the crease. We've um, we've talked at length, well, Bryce and I have talked both on air and off air about how T20 was meant to be, you know, the death of uh, spin bowling and this is it, where you're now becoming extinct. All of a sudden in the Renegades and even in the Australian lineup, uh, we've got these lethal spin trios that just seem to, that you're a big part of. Um did you ever think that, because you would have seen sort of growing up, it's always sort of been you pick your one spinner and that's it. Whereas now it's, uh, you know, you, we're spoilt for choice a bit. Is that a good thing in your eyes? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think, um, I guess I guess in the women's game, I think spin has always been quite heavy. And I think um, as it's always been strong, I think it's also great that we're getting a lot of young, young quicks coming through as well, um, which I guess is changing it up. But I think the spin has always kind of been there. Um, for the women's game especially. Uh, I think it's always kind of dominated, but uh, I mean, it's pretty handy, I guess, for the Renegades to have my, myself, Molly, and um, Soph in the team, and I guess just to plug up a few overs here and there. And um, But yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think uh, the T20 would be the death, death of the spinners when I first started playing. <laughs> no, the, the formula's working particularly well. The last Victorian game, did you play five or five spinners? Um, yeah, I think we played five spinners. So I think, yeah, there was three leggies and um, a couple of, couple of offies. So now, that's my kind of team, Georgia. That is my <laughs> kind of team. Three leggies. Forget about right arm medium pace. Like, come on. They're everywhere. Three leggies in the team. And uh, how does that work with, with the state squad? Because you're all so incredibly talented. Um, is, is it a case? Well, clearly you're working together. But do you share ideas about uh, how you're improving and things you're working on? Do you work closely like that, or is it more just a, a team orientation? You look after yourself. No, we, I think we're always um, talking with each other. I guess at training, and um, we're always trying to improve each, ourselves and I guess each other yep. in the team environment. So it's um, definitely not an individual thing. Well, it's looking like a very exciting time for the women's game. I mean, this year was the last year that uh, we had. Uh, the WBBL uh, run concurrently with um, uh, the BBL, the men's BBL. Next year, it's going to be a standalone competition, and we won't we won't be having any double headers and things like that. Does that excite you, or uh, do you just find it as another challenge? Because when you think about it, we've had so many firsts this year, like the fact that uh, uh, the Australian um, women's team 
kicked off essentially the summer of cricket and now we're moving into a standalone competition and the World Cup that's coming up pretty soon. It's a pretty exciting time uh, for for any young girl out there to be wanting to play cricket. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been a really exciting time. I guess it's an opportunity for, I guess, the girls to showcase their game um, without, I guess, the men being alongside them. And I think, um, I think it will be challenging at times, but I think for the most part, I think it's really exciting for us girls. I mean, um, different time of year, I think a bit earlier on, we'll see how we go with the weather and stuff like that. But I guess, um, no, I, I definitely think it'll be really good for the competition going forward. Georgia, uh, interested with with a lot of the young girls uh, and how they got into cricket initially. I I, I understand that you're from Mortlake and uh, you, you actually started playing um, well men's cricket and uh, a lot longer, I suppose, than in other areas. Maybe uh, in the metropolitan areas, and the city girls may have played in girls only competitions. Um, tell us a bit about that and and maybe whether that is a a secret to your success at 19. You know, you're, you're playing in the Australian side. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know anything different growing up, I guess. I'd always played with the boys through through underage, and then I guess just didn't think anything different. And when I moved on to play at the senior level, I think um, I think that probably fast-tracked my development a little bit. Um, I guess playing against the boys, I guess some of them hit it a bit harder and bowl a little bit faster. So I think um, definitely I think it, it fast-tracked uh, the way that I played early on. And I think, um, I guess as bowling, I think, um, I guess coming into a bit more of attacking and learning that defensive mindset when often the boys are going pretty hard after the ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably playing into your hands with T20 cricket now because one of the big shifts in, in the way that the, the, the women's big bash has been played now is the power of the girls. And it, it's directly relative to the fact that they're professional cricketers mm. now. They're working on their game. They're working on their physical strength. And so run rates have gone up by a, a whole one point. Um, so the, the scores are bigger, the hits are bigger. Are, are you noticing that? But having said that, um, also, has it helped you with that background and as you just say? Yeah, I think um, there's obviously, that's been a huge jump this year, I think. Yeah, I, I noticed it when I'm bowling and I guess in the field as well. I think everyone's definitely gone to that next level in terms of, um, I guess, how we play the game. But yeah, I definitely do think playing, playing with the men, I guess, uh, also give me a bit of a, a head start onto that, and um, but yeah, I think the women's game is only getting only getting better each year, and I think the stats back that up. So it's a really exciting time. Can you believe that uh, you're a professional cricketer? This is your job. <laughs> uh, not really. I think often I find myself like thinking, uh, well, "This is actually this is actually my job," uh, <laughs> which is pretty pretty special. I think not many other 19 year olds can um, can say that they play cricket for a living. No, when fantastic. I, when I was 19, I was rotating uh, milk pallets in, in an IGA. So <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot better than I am, I can tell you that, Georgia. Uh, one, last one, one last one before we let you go. Um, clearly, uh, as, as uh, Bryce mentioned, you know, you're a country girl. You often go back. Uh, how many times when they find out that you're back in town that uh, your phone starts ringing and, hey, we need another number for A grade or B grade? Can you come and do you have the whites <laughs> with you? No, no, I never take my wife home with me. Um, but I guess whenever I'm home, it's usually not on a weekend or anything like that. Um, due to I guess playing cricket down in Melbourne, but uh, no, it's it was a it was a pleasure playing with the Mortlake boys growing up. And um, yeah, if I ever got the opportunity again, I'd do it in a heartbeat. 
There you go. You found the loophole. Go on weekdays, then no one can ask you to fill in for B grade. <laughs> Always exactly. <laughs> well, Georgia, we won't, we've taken up far too much of your time here on this Saturday, but uh, congratulations again on uh, winning the Young Gun Award. No doubt uh, we'll be hearing from you of, for a very, very long time, considering the fact that you're literally just 19. So I, I can't wait to chat to you when you're 29 and you've uh, got 900 World Cups in the bag. So dominating <laughs> the world in <laughs> leg spin. I love it. <laughs> but good on you, Georgia. Thanks for being a part of Stumps. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.